Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, we squeezed George Laraki in when we could. George was our headliner today for Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. This is Oilers Now. We're live at Rogers Place where tonight Edmonton takes on the National Predators who have had an odd season because they've always been such a staunch defensive team. Hasn't been the case this year. Uh, 30th in the NHL right now in team save percentage. As we go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, uh, National Predators analyst, former uh, WHL and NHL goaltender, Chris Mason, joins us on Oilers Now. Chris, it's Bob. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you for taking time away from uh, visiting with your family to join us for 10 or 12 minutes. Look, obviously here in Edmonton, the big story over the last three or four days has been the whole situation. Uh, Kachuk and uh, Zach Cassian. Um, You played in the Western Hockey. Actually, you, you witnessed... Zidane Jara's arrival as a uh, a big time threat. I believe you were with him when uh, he knocked the crap out of Tony Mohagan one time, and everybody's like, "Wow, didn't see that coming." Uh, so, what's your take on what has sort of shook down between Cassian and uh, Matthew Kachuk? Well, you, you know, you're right. It's definitely it's a different era now, and I think the way that the game is played now and that type of hits and things they want to have taken out of the game i thought you know by definition of where you know kachuk you know hit uh, made the hit and where he hit uh, uh in Cass- terms cast you know like on the body i thought were were i guess by definition legal but you know he's kind of entering a play that he's not involved in he's coming out um you know Cassian both times was in you know vulnerable position uh there's just got to be a, a different way to do that i know he turned his body um, his dad used to do that too, actually, to take away some of the sting of the head. He'd turn his body and tries to either hit you with his backside or from the side, so he's not driving a shoulder into a head. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're targeting a guy that's obviously a vulnerable position. I liked what Cassian had to say today about it. He said, look, I've, I've hit guys like that. I've done it before, but if I'm going to do that, I'm going to answer their bell. So I, I just thought it was... Um, it's, it's something that, you know, the, the farther we go down this taking these types of hits or whatever the definition is those were deemed legal you got to make it clear so guys aren't going to do it and you know i thought cassian's response today was good and you know he's defended himself and his teammates from when he was a young kid whether they're clean hits or not whether predatorial um it's obviously matthew was going in there to lamb base them and and he did that and that's maybe a guy that you might think twice about doing that with unless you're you know you're ready to, to answer for it so when you're playing up in prince george in the mid-90s Somebody hits somebody like that on your team. What happens? 
well, usually <laughs> there's, a, there's a melee and there's more than uh, one or two people involved. <laughs> when something like that happens, especially if you're going after a guy like that, you know, that's like you said, back in the Scott Parker, Rob Skurlak, those types of guys, there's, um, you, you have to make sure that you're ready to back up that type of hit. But it's, again, it's different. And, you know, I hate going back to how, when I used to play and all that because it's, it's a completely different game. It's a lot better hockey, a lot more skill. It just, you know, the, the the league and the players and the NHL have to figure out really, you know, what type do you want that toughness? Do you want those types of things happen? Do you want the fighting and after if it does happen? It, it's 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 tough. I, I don't know really where the line is anymore. I think it's obviously it's it's going away from that type of thing. So I just think that, you know, eventually everyone's got to get on board or, um, you know, when those things happen, you, you have to self a little bit so that's oh, what, and that's no. yeah, and that's where i'm i'm at with it is you know what you still gotta let the players police itself i don't think the officials did a great job early in that game calgary was really aggressive and uh, they were physical uh, and uh you know the orders were the meat <laughs> and they were getting pounded and there was some you know and so it was kind of intriguing that he didn't step up and answer the bell very uh and I actually think, believe it or not, Chris, call me crazy the next time. And we'll get to tonight's game in a second. But I think the next time Edmonton plays Calgary, I actually think Matthew Kachuk is going to fight Zach Cassian. They're roughly the same size. And it's because I think there's likely been a impetus from his own teammates. Like, dude, you can't do that. If you're going to run around like that, because otherwise somebody else ends up having to pay for it one way or the other. Think there's any possibility yeah. of that happening? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, it's. I'll tell you what, I'll be tuning in for that game. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will because, you know, it, it, there's nothing better than the Battle of Alberta. I mean, I grew up in Red Deer, so I was been in the middle of that for, for years and years. And to see it, like, thriving like it is, and it's it just makes for, for the best hockey and the storylines around it. Um, we'll, we'll be interested to see. I, I, You know, sometimes these things get built up and nothing happens, but I, I have a feeling this isn't one of those times. All right. Uh, I put out a stat earlier saying the National Predator save percentage is currently 30th in the NHL, which is true. Uh, I have a bunch of different guys that assist me with some information once in a while. Uh, this text comes from an old friend. He says, Bob, Nashville 16th to late 5-on-5 five five save percentage at 9-18. Edmonton is 27th. Where Nashville has fallen apart this year, dead last in the league at PK save percentage, 799. At the end of the day, Peter Laviolette got fired because he wasn't getting enough stops because the Preds can score here. Or is that too simplistic of a, of a version? You know, it's, it's always hard, I, I find, you know, when you, when you get into the statistics because you can always, you know, draw certain lines in the season and let's say a 10-game stretch or sure. whatever you want to do it for. But they really went through a, a tough stretch uh, with the penalty kill at the start of the season. Uh, they got it turned around. And then it fell off, it went off the rails again. And it, it's been, it has really been a sore spot for, for the Nashville players. Five on five, um, you know, they, they play with anyone. They've got great analytics. They're one of the top teams in terms of goal differential, five on five. Their power play start to come around. Uh, that's still near, you know, low end of the league as well. But um, the penalty kill has, has really let them down this year. And, you know, that's one of John Hines's. Uh, top priority is, is to get that a little more uh, structured. Uh, guys playing tighter together, trying to attack from the inside out, not going outside the dots uh, as much per se as they were in the past. Uh, kind of really eliminate those those big plays, opening up those big cross ice scenes. And you know, you look at a team like Edmonton, they're they're going to absolutely first of all stay out of the box. <laughs> right. But when you take the penalties, 
uh, just try to be tighter in, the, in their in their coverage and just having their guys working together. And you know, John Hines is big area that I felt I feel that um, got exploited a lot um, over the course of the year is, is the middle of the ice, and there'd be you know one breakdown and would lead to you know two or three big chances and end up in the back of the net. So uh, it's been so far so good. They've they've stayed out of the box. They've done a good job taking less penalties, and that obviously. The, you know, the the lower number you take, the less taxing it is, and you don't get exploited as much. So I think the transition so far, although it's early, has been uh, pretty quick and pretty effective. Predators television analyst Chris Mason joining us. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Uh, Pecorini has spent 11 years as the number one goaltender for the Preds. Uh, Saros has got the superior numbers uh, marginally, I guess. The save percentage is roughly the same. Rennie's got more wins. Who, do you know who we're getting tonight? Has that been declared? Uh, I'm guessing they didn't skate this morning, right. and uh, contrary to, to popular belief, we don't get as much inside information as, as people think. But uh, I, I'm guessing they go back to Pekka. He played great against Chicago. Okay. Um, the Saros played excellent against um, against Winnipeg, but I'm guessing they go back to Rene. That's just my educated guess on the situation. Okay, so I look at this defense, and even though they traded Subban, and Subban is what Subban is, and he's not exactly killing it this year in New Jersey, some would call him a little self-indulgent, uh, but I would assert to you with Yossi Ekholm, who's an underrated guy, and Ryan Ellis, that that's, that top three matches up with any top three in the league. Obviously, they felt Fabro was ready to step in for uh, PK, uh, Ellis is out for sure, I believe. Uh, how close is Fabro to coming back? Well, Fabro skated. He's, he's a game time decision. I think he skated with. Uh, he skated in pairs before the trips. He skated um, the last couple days, uh, getting back. So he's he's right there, ready to go. It's it's a possibility that he could play tonight. And uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that um, you know those top three are great, but Ellis is out, and it was a little different when you had. Subban in the lineup because you had the, the four big guys so when you lose one guy yeah. it's eight you're able to kind of withstand that injury but when you you know you're down to three and you lose a guy that logs the, the number of minutes uh, that Ellis did and then the situation only plays in every situation and obviously plays with Roman Yossi so that's a big loss so um, that the, the potentially getting Fabro back would be a big uh, big addition for the Preds here tonight if he's able to play. Do you envision Tenorti staying in the lineup? If uh, Fabro was back in, uh, well, it's probably going to be between Tenorti and Carrier. Uh, if I'm going by the way that last game went, I, I felt Carrier had a strong, uh, really strong game. I thought he played well, and he's had a great season in Milwaukee. And by all accounts, uh, to our by our scouting staff and everybody that watches Milwaukee closely, they feel Carrier is uh, is NHL ready in terms of if, if his style of play and, and the game that he plays. So. Um, I would predict that it would be Carrier, um, just based on the way the last couple games went. I played against Tenorti growing up. No, but when he was in Red Deer in Bantams, nobody, oh. nobody would even go on his side of the ice. Okay. He's, yeah, and Jared's much like that, to be honest with you. That's one of the elements that he's brought to this team that I, I feel they, they've lacked. And it's noticeable when he's out there is, is guys think twice about going to the front of the net. They did at first, and he, he, he fought a couple times. Uh, he lays the body. He's very similar. He's, he's got that intimidating presence, much like his father, that's for sure. His father had an unbelievable fight when he got called up uh, early in his NHL career. I think he was with the Rangers at the time and went toe-to-toe with Bob Probert. And, uh, well, there you go. There you go, right? So, yeah. Uh, 
Down the middle, just final question for you, Chris. I mean, Ryan Johansson, they signed Duchesne in the offseason. That's part of the reason why they moved out PKs to they needed the space. And uh, and then, you, you know, Bonino, who last year had a terrific year as a third-line center. Turris has probably been a bit of an offensive disappointment. But Johansson, Duchesne, Bonino, and Turris down the middle, that's about as deep as any team in the league. Yeah, they are. They're deep. And, and you know what? It's uh, The season has been really, uh, really different from for the Predators than, than prior years. And um, I feel the momentum and just the feeling around the room is starting to come around. And, you know, that happens sometimes with the coaching change. Everyone gets kind of rejuvenated. But it's it's been, uh, you know, that's supposed to be one of their biggest strengths. And I think this year at times, um, it's we haven't had all the guys going at the same time. So it just seems it's been really streaky and inconsistent in terms of uh, the overall play by, you know, especially by our top uh, Preds top guys, I think I think the depth on this team, they're built uh, to play like that, four guys you know, they got 14 goals from Benino, Rocco Grimaldi's got eight, they're getting a lot of scoring up and down the lineup, but I think those top guys, and that starts with the centermen um, they're starting to come around but they definitely need more, they got a big financial investment down the middle and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, those are the guys that have to carry your defenseman and your centermen, especially when you get into playoffs. Thanks for giving us 15 minutes of your time. Get back to your family. We'll see you down here tonight, okay? All right. Thanks, Bob. Take care, buddy. You bet. That's Chris Mason, and he is the television analyst uh, for the Nashville Predators. Guests on the show receive certificates from... Oh, yeah, Royal Pizza still making a great multiple occasions in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona, 14 Edmonton. We're at 14 Edmonton in area locations. Edmonton owned and operated for 50-plus years. Stop for recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. And we didn't do this earlier, but let's get into our Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Of course, Trent Brown, uh... Great Cup winner, all-star safety. He and the group, James H. Brown, will take care of you for all of your injury concerns. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brandon Escott. Sidney Crosby returns to the Penguins lineup tonight against Minnesota. He's been out since early November recovering from core muscle surgery. Edmonton's Matt Benning remaining sidelined with a concussion until after the All-Star break. Nashville is missing Colton Sissons with a lower body injury. Ryan Ellis is nursing a concussion he suffered at the hands of a cheap Corey Perry hit at the Winter Classic. Those players both on the IR. Dante Fabro listed his day-to-day with an upper. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Her body issue. There you have it. It's 149, and Edmonton will get back with this day in Oilers history when we return in Oilers now.
Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. RH with another year left in his deal, represented by uh, Rick Vallette of Octagon. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has got uh, five goals, 11 points in his last six games. He's plus seven during that stretch. It's coincided with the arrival of Connor Yamamoto. So uh, RH with Settle and Yamamoto. Settle has nine points in those six games. Yamamoto, five points and plus five. McDavid with Neil and Archibald. That's Josh Archibald in for the suspended Zach Cassian. Riley Sheehan with uh, Joe Kim Nygaard and Patrick Russell. Uh, Gaetan Haas with Sam Gagne and Alex Chase on. On defense, Nurse and Bear, Clefbaum and Larson, Russell and Caleb Jones, Mike Smith starts in goal. Of note for the Oilers, um, not a lot of great historical numbers against the Preds. Conversely, uh, Philip Forsberg, who uh, played a lot with Johansson and Ardvidsson, uh, Forsberg's got eight goals and 14 points in 14 games against Edmonton. Johansson, 15 points in 21 games. And Matt Duchesne, 30 points in 33 career games against the Oilers. Pecker and Rene against Edmonton, 21-6-1, a 2.29 goals against average, and a 9-18 save percentage. To uh, this day in Oilers history, and it is brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Reach out to newwesttravel.com for more information. Back in 1981, Bob, the Oilers scoring six goals in the third period to down the Leafs 7-4. to four. Wayne Gretzky and Stan Weir each scored twice as the Oilers moved to 13-22-7 on the year. That was in 80-81, eh? They were 13-22-7. They ended up making the playoffs. 14th that year out of 21 NHL teams. This is sometimes lost, I think. And dare I say it might even be lost with some former players. Um, that 16 out of 21 teams used to make it. Now 16 out of 31 teams used to make it. So the Oilers, again, were 13-22-7. And they made the playoffs that year with a sub-500 record. And then they promptly knocked off the Montreal Canadiens in uh, three straight games, which was, for this city, an unbelievable moment. I don't think there's any question about that. We just beat the Montreal Canadiens. I remember being a 15-year-old kid and watching that, and Gretzky got a hat-trick in game uh, three, and then the Oilers took the New York Islanders to six games, including winning game five in Long Island that year. The Islanders were in the middle of their four straight Stanley Cup championships. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great roadie again to Chicago. Visit uh, newwesttravel.com for more information. Coming up tonight, we'll have the uh, face-off show for you at 5.30. Tomorrow, guests will include Brian Lott from the NHL Network, David Staples from the Gulf of Hockey, NHL insider John Shannon. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Special thanks to our guests today, Reed Wilkins, Mark Spector, George LaRock and Chris Mason. Eileen up next with a global news weather traffic update then the 630 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.